State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. In the middle of life's messes. Hot, happy mess. I'm Zuri Hall, and this is Hot, Hot happy, happy Mess. Oh, shoot. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. I do I declare, declare today is the day. day. That's a, those accents got weird very quickly. Hoy, um, I bought a house. <laughs> I bought a house. What is up? Welcome to a bonus episode of Hot Happy Mess. I am your host and newly official homeowner, Zuri Hall. I'm so excited, y'all. I'm so excited. I am so tired and I am so happy to get to share a little bit of this exciting news and this journey with you. So, um, I figured we're not going to bury the lead. If you read the title, then you know what this uh, very short and sweet episode is all about. But you all have been with me on this journey. I've shared little bits, not a ton, but um, little bits of the home buying process. When I first launched Hot Happy Mess back in November of last year of 2020, I talked about that fact. I've shared a little bit on Instagram stories um, that I was house hunting in a casual way and hoping to get a house. And I did. And man, man, was it a journey. I am going to open up to you a little bit about it right now, just so you can kind of get the the nuts and bolts, if you will, some of the the juicy details. And I'm definitely going to open up more um, on the podcast. We're going to have episodes about house hunting, the loan approval process, uh, good credit, how to fix your credit. We're kicking off the career and finance series soon. And I'm really excited about that because I'm going to share all of the things that I learned, the mistakes that I made, some of the things that I got really right um, that I want to make sure you get right too. And then we're also going to be sharing your story. So if you have gone through the home buying process, if you have a horror story from hell, um, 
If you have some tricks, some hacks, some tips, some this, some that, then hit us up. Hello at hothappymess.com or slide in my DMs at Zuri Hall. And yeah, let's get you on the show. Okay. Okay. And one thing that's really important for me to get across is, you know, I'm really excited. I'm really proud of this big life milestone. You know, we hear about you know, women all the time, we get celebrated when we have babies or we're pregnant or we get married and all of these other really amazing things. But it's like, shout out to all the ladies too, who are doing their thing. And it might be more work specific or, you know, maybe they're bossing up um, individually or they're buying their own home. Like those things are worthy of celebration too, y'all. Okay. You know what? We should celebrate things like this, these sorts of milestones for women, the same way we celebrate baby showers and bridal showers and bachelorette parties and um, engagements and all of those awesome, amazing things, all of which I very much look forward to, to be clear. Um, But this stuff is awesome too. And regardless of what life path you choose or, you know, what you do or don't have on your on your bucket list, on your list of goals, it's all worthy of celebration. If it's important to you and you've achieved it or accomplished it, then let me just give you a round of applause for whatever that is for you. Societal norms and standards be damned. As I share a little bit of this journey today, and certainly we'll share more down the road, I just wanted to be clear. I am super excited. I'm really proud. It's taken a lot of hard work and dedication, um, but by no means do I want this to come across as like a humble brag or anything like that. I really just am proud and excited and happy. (laughs) So it can be a true little let me clap for myself moment. But more than anything, I hope that it encourages you because it took me more than a decade, you guys, more than 10 years of just grinding it out day after day and having a lot of bumps along the way when it came to saving and learning how to build my credit and then learning how to make my money work for me instead of constantly being in in this rat race on this hamster wheel of, you know, paycheck to paycheck or constantly spending more than, than I'm taking in. And those were lessons that I learned in my early 20s for the most part, mid 20s, even a little bit. Um, but certainly in the last few years, I've really started to take it seriously. And I also credit a lot of my more recent perspective on finances to Sean, to my boyfriend and his perspective on, you know, how money works and how to make money work for you. You know, he's a finance major at Mizzou and he's currently enrolled in his MBA program and he is really passionate about that stuff. And so for the longest, I would just be like, oh my God, numbers, I can't. And then one day I was like, you, you know what, Zuri? Numbers. Oh my God. But yes, you can. You got to figure this stuff out and and take it seriously um, so that you can grow because financial freedom really is the key to it all. And financial literacy is the first step. And I'm really excited to share that journey of financial literacy, uh, my own personal journey with you in hopes that you can take something away from it. Uh, maybe a few gems or nuggets as you build your nest eggs, as you plan for your home purchases or maybe your next home purchase or an investment property. Um, because I believe, especially as women, we have to take control of our finances, our financial future, um, because it really does equate to empowerment. You know, I've always been a really independent person. 
But a significant part of remaining independent or having that ability is financial independence. So it's not just about working hard and making a dollar. It's how do you save it? How do you make it work for you? Um, so that eventually you're living that passive income life. And to be clear, I am not on that passive income life. <laughs> she will be clocking in for work <laughs> every day <laughs> to make those coins. But I am headed in that direction. And that takes a lot of intent and focus and discipline. And I'm still working on the discipline, um, but I just, I, I share this in hopes that it will encourage you to know that it is possible. And if you told me 10 years ago that this is where I would be, I would have believed you, honestly, I'm not gonna front because I've always had big dreams and goals and hopes for my life, but I wouldn't have been able to tell you how because <laughs> 10 years ago, I was not, I did not have the mindset that I have now. Um, so I'm excited to share that mindset with you over this series in hopes that it can empower you maybe just motivate or inspire you or you know the reverse I hope that you guys will be sharing your stories with me too because I still have a whole lot to learn and as you know that's what happy mess is all about so we're gonna have the experts on here dropping the gems giving us the knowledge sharing the wisdom so that we can get our best life on minus the burnout and embrace all that is hot happy and messy in our lives at the same damn time now, back to the subject at hand. Um, let's kind of back up and I will just tell you a little bit about how we got to this this moment in time. So I have been in LA for probably, gosh, seven, eight. I, always, I just make up a number every time because I never care to think about it. Um, I was in Dallas. Okay, I moved to New York. <laughs> this is, I'm getting so old that I have to look at landmarks in my life to remember how old I am. And when things happened in my life, my goal was to be national by 25, national TV. I got that opportunity at 24 in Dallas um, when Fuse TV in New York offered me a job to co-host this music countdown show. So that means I was 25 moving to New York. I spent a year-ish at Fuse and then a year-ish at MTV. So let's round up, say three years (laughs) in New York. So I was like 20, I think I was 27. I was 27 or 28 when I moved to LA. I think I was 27. And I have been in LA ever since. Oh my God, I have not been here as long as I keep telling people. I'm like, yeah, I've been here for like eight years. Apparently I've been here for five years. I'm 32 years old. So um, for the longest time I was renting because, you know, my career, I've been very blessed to always have a very stable and steady career. I've always been employed um, nonstop part to full time and full time ever since the age of 25 um, in TV, which is such a blessing because a lot of times it's freelance or, you know, it's project based. Um, but I've had benefits and the whole package and the healthcare and all that stuff. And it's, it's such a blessing. And I do not take it for granted because this is a really competitive industry. And to be able to secure steady income has been such a blessing. And it really did um, lay the groundwork for where I am now. And it was not easy. And it was a long process. And there was a lot of saving and um, a lot of reevaluating my thought process when it came to finances and how I looked at money. I was, um, I never really looked at money as something that I could make work for me because no one ever taught me necessarily to do that. Um, I was kind of raised with that old school mentality of, you know, just save your money, just put it away, just stack your cash under the mattress, which spoiler alert, I still didn't do. <laughs> I was spending it. Um, and then also when you're hustling and you're just starting out, when I graduated, I was living paycheck to paycheck. You know, I 
come from an amazing working class family, then I'm, and I'm really proud of that. Um, but that means I had to work. And that's what makes this moment all the sweeter is it wasn't overnight. It's been 10 years in the making. And um, anyway, it's a bit of a tangent, but I moved to Los Angeles. I started working for E! News. I was there for about four years ish, four and a half. I don't know how long I've been in LA, y'all. I'm old. Just forgive me. I've been here for some years. Google it or something. I, I forget. But anyways, I was at E! News for like four or five years, then decided to leave for Access Hollywood. So around my third year at E!, I was like, you know what? I love LA. I've warmed up to it. I'm really enjoying... Oh, the garage door is open. That means someone's home because I'm in the new house, y'all. And she just be talking to me and saying stuff. I don't... I should probably name her. Um... We should name her rather. Sean might have a good um, a good idea for the nickname. By the way, that's coming too. So if you're being super nosy and you want to know, it is so expensive. LA is expensive. New York is expensive. If I've got to pay out the ass for something, I'd rather it be LA where at least it's a sunshine tax. I can enjoy more of my life, more days of the year. In New York, you're paying hella money to live in a walk-in closet with a pizza box as your microwave and your bed in the stove. And it's freezing cold three to four months out of the year with sleet and snow and black ice. And I say this as someone who loved my summers and springs living in Harlem and was miserable during my winters. Also, I went back to Harlem probably like two years ago and there's a Whole Foods there now. And I'm like, dang, I probably can't even afford to live here anymore. It's crazy. Shout out to Harlem. Anyways. I love New York. Don't really see myself living there anytime in the near future, but you never know what life will bring. So I decided to buy here in Los Angeles. And, you know, my boyfriend, Sean, and I have been together for two years now. We just celebrated our two year anniversary. Um, if you are unfamiliar with how we met, you can watch it because we met on E on a date, on a blind date. <laughs> um, so just Google that and you can see it. But I was planning Zuri V. Hall to uh, buy her house by herself for her. <laughs> I'd been considering buying, um, period, probably since my late 20s. I was just sick of throwing out rent money to landlords. I was sick of paying other people's mortgages. And I'm sure many of you can relate to this. A down payment is often the biggest stumbling block to getting in there. Like so many of us, myself included, this was my truth for a long time, can afford the monthly payments. That's not necessarily the crazy part, but it's the down payment, that significant sum. And out here in California, at least, you need a, you need 20% to compete, to play ball, to put in an offer that will convince a seller to choose you. Because at the end of the day, it is definitely a seller's market and particularly in Cali. Over the last year of the pandemic, everyone was like, oh, it's going to cool off. It's going to cool off. I'm just going to wait to buy until it cools off. And then this bizarre thing happened in California where it never cooled off. In fact, it got hotter. Like you would see people getting into insane bidding wars, paying fifty and a hundred thousand dollars over what a house was actually worth. Uh, to the point you had to really like evolve and kind of change the way you think about what a house is worth. A house is worth whatever someone will pay for it. And people were out here paying everything: their firstborn child, their souls, their everything. 
Um, so I was looking for a home for myself and I was shopping around and I was excited. I love touring homes. And this was happening, you know, mostly in summer and fall of last year, 2020, but especially fall and winter of, of the pandemic year. And I had a price point. I had a budget that I had set for myself. And I was like, I could do more than this, um, but I want to be, you know, why not be super conservative and and um, just have more money <laughs> still in my account. And so I started looking at these houses and one of my good friends Actually, she lives out here in California, married, two kids. And she was like, you know, all of my friends tell me who have house hunted, be willing to push your budget or be willing to consider it. You'll never be bummed that you went a little bit above what you wanted to as long as you can truly afford it. But you have to live with the reality of trying to save a dollar, like literally like a little bit of money every day that you wake up in a house that you you don't love or at least really like. So I had that in my mind. So I was looking at these homes and y'all, they were getting snatched up. It was insane. It was like trying to get into a club at the first house that I ended up going into escrow on. And mind you, this was peak pandemic. So I was like, first of all, I need everybody to step back approximately another five and a half feet. But, you know, everybody had their masks. It was socially distanced. Only one person in the home at a time or one family unit. And I think you could only have like one or two other people with you while you toured the house. Um, So everyone followed COVID protocol because all of the realtors did take it super seriously. So I will give them that credit. And um, it was a line out the door. I felt like it was ladies free before 11, but it was free before 11 a.m. to try to buy this house. And I toured it. I really liked it. And I put in an offer. And when I tell you, my offer was really strong. It was 20% down. It was above asking price. And I still lost out, but I was second place. I had the second best offer. The first, the best offer was all cash over a million dollars. It made no sense. I was like, this isn't even fair. If you are just working with this type of situation, you don't, this isn't fair. Go pick another house, okay? You're being selfish. Let us who are just trying to get in where we fit in buy a house with our little 20% down. So anyways, um, long story short, that fell through for the first buyer. They pulled out during inspections. So I... I had, I let them accept my backup offer and I went into escrow. And in the end, I decided it wasn't worth what I was paying, but I fell into very momentarily that trap, that frenzy that a lot of people across the country are falling into of, I got to get a house, any house. Oh my gosh, I got the house. I'm lucky. That's my prize. Like, no, you need a house with good bones. That's structurally sound. That's not essentially lipstick on a pig for lack of a better phrase. And um, that was starting to get thrown out of the window for a lot of buyers in Cali and in Los Angeles specifically. And And then I'm reading articles about people who are getting the house, paying way more than it's worth. And then the dust settles and the euphoria settles because you closed and you realize you bought a lemon. And so that was something that was in the back of my mind. And as I went through the escrow process and did all of my inspections, the roof inspection, the pool inspection, termite inspections, all these things, I just started to realize this might be a little bit more work um, than I want for the house that I was going to buy because for that price point and 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 for for the concessions I was making 
I didn't want to also have to put in all this work and all this money once I moved in. So I went with my gut. I decided to pull out of that escrow. It, which sucked. I felt really bad, but um, I tried to be as gracious as I could. I sent the family flowers and, and fruit and stuff like that. And they were really sweet and kind and gracious with me uh, pulling out. But I, I felt a little bad for them and because I was the second person to do so. So... I went back into the hunt and, you know, again, I'm shopping for one, right? I'm like, I, Zuri, need a home. You know, three bedrooms would be nice. My family is still in Ohio and, you know, throughout the Midwest. And I I love to entertain and host. Like, that's what I love more than anything. I'm such a homebody. I love cooking good food and drinking good wine and enjoying good conversation with good people. Like, that's it. So that, that that's what is important to me. I want an entertainer's home. I knew I wanted um, a ton of natural light. I get really bummed and moody when it's just wet and cold and gray for weeks and weeks and months and months. So being in Cali, I wanted to wake up every day and be reminded that I live in California. So that was big on my list. Um, I wanted some type of water. I didn't care if it was a pool or a hot tub or whatever. Y'all, I can barely swim. So that's not my truth. It's not what I prioritize. (laughs) The pool would be cute for everyone else and for me to take pictures outside of. Um, But I didn't really care about a pool. But I did want a jacuzzi or a hot tub or something like that. And I wanted peace. I wanted peace and quiet. And so these were the things that were the top of my list. Oh, high ceilings. That was really number one on my list. All of my apartments that I've ever rented have had really high ceilings. And I just feel like you need less square footage if you get the double heighted situation. So that was my list. Okay. So I pulled out of escrow, went back to the hunt. But as I'm hunting, you know, and I've got um, what I'm looking for thinking, oh, this is perfect for me. And then obviously, you know, with Sean in the picture, this could certainly be a space that holds both of us, but it would be something we would probably grow out of sooner rather than later, especially when you think about, you know, some of the things that we want for the future, for the near future in our lives and expanding and all of those things. Um, so as we started talking more seriously about, you know, our future and what we want together, um, it just became clear to me and to him uh, that it might just be easier to do this one good time and be done with it because this market is so crazy. Um, the land is so pricey and so valuable and I could afford more. I was being conservative. When I consider my lending power and my income, it just made sense. And it was something that I could afford to do. So we decided to, you know, open, widen the bracket, widen the window of what I was looking at and what I might purchase, knowing that eventually, you know, in a perfect world, in the world that we're planning for and hoping for, Sean will eventually um, be joining the party in a in a very official and legally binding way, and of course financially. Um, and then in the meantime, I could handle it, and I I could I could you know get us in there, but only with and this is important to note um, only with the idea or expectation that this would be a space for both of us because. It wasn't necessarily about the money as much as it was about the space and the size, right? And so it was really about stepping into the next chapter and the next phase of my life and our life together. And yeah, just 
that's really it. Stepping out on faith in that sense. And, you know, we've had a lot of conversations about that, about what that looks like logistically, technically, romantically, legally, financially. And we're not going to get into the nitty gritty details because with all due respect, that ain't any business. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. In case you're wondering, what are the details with the house, You were saying everything except what this house is like. Um, we're super excited. The house is awesome. And it checked every box, every box, you guys. Like we, okay, except maybe we could use a little more yard space, but every other box was checked. Literally like night one, it felt like home, sleeping here and being here. And, you know, we started unpacking and nesting and have really settled in. And I am personally so excited to start the interior design process. I will say the house is, it's beautiful. There are a couple things that I really want to update pretty quickly. Like the kitchen um, is a bit dated. So I'm excited to do like a full renovation in the kitchen, new countertops, a new cabinetry. Uh, the appliances are pretty cool. Um, so I've been Pinteresting like nobody's business. I've been binging HGTV like a total addict. I have been Chip and Joanna-ing to the moon and back. And... 
There's going to be a lot of that. So I think first up is the kitchen. Uh, we just got new flooring done in the, in the bottom level and we're just taking it one step at a time. You know, one of my coworkers recently, uh, encouraged me to take it slow and realize like this is a, it's a purchase. It's a home. We own it now, you know, and, and that's pretty cool to say. And so there's no rush. So. I'm trying to be patient and take it one room at a time, even though I really just want to do everything right now. Um, anyways, I wanted to keep this short and sweet. So that's really that. Like I said, we are kicking off our career in finance series really soon here. And one of those episodes will be all about the home buying process. So if you have questions for me about my process, if you have questions for home design experts, for lenders, for home loan officers, Anything, you know, when it comes to your APR, when it comes to your interest rate or where to buy or how to, you know, raise your equity in a house. If there's any question that you have that you want me to answer or that you want one of our experts to answer, or if you want to share your story, don't forget, just submit, shoot us an email, hello at hothappymess.com. We are going to be talking about so much more than houses, though, in this series, um, from negotiating your raises to how to navigate and network like a boss on LinkedIn without coming across like a stalker, uh, to crypto 101, right? Cryptocurrency. I've been about that life low key since like 2016, 2017. And now obviously talks are kicking back up again and it's becoming a part of the, the national, really global conversation in a really big way. So if you're interested in crypto, we've got more coming your way. How to go into business with your best friend? How do you navigate friendship dynamics while also navigating a business relationship? That's something um, that Star and I have to figure out and try to navigate. Uh, You guys know producer Star, even though you kind of don't. It's Star has to come on an episode soon. She's put this off for long enough Um, because she's been here since day one for the podcast and yet she hasn't made a group chat appearance yet. because she keeps trying to get out of it. Star Misha, it is time. It's time, Star. You have to join the show. Um, but anyway, so obviously we uh, work together on Hot Happy Mess. And I've also been friends since we were really, really young. So we're diving into that. We have co-founders of a really awesome beauty brand who are going to share their story about how they navigate friendship and business relationship and so much more. So make sure you go check out hothappymess.com for all of the old episodes and show notes. Binge a bit. Send it to a friend. Leave a five five-star review and I will see you. I will not see you, but I will talk to you next Monday. Bye y'all. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears. Real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue.